Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this Monday morning week trending edition of Week Trend. I prefer the week trend. Um, That's iconic. We, you know, it is do it every Monday morning. It is an obscure Garth Brooks uh, SNL episode sketch with Will Ferrell uh, as the devil. Um, but we, I think we can just assume that everybody knows what we're talking about. I am Jack O'Brien, and that is super producer Brian Jeffries. Miles is out on assignment. Um, he's, <laughs> you know, he's scouring uh, the old country. For, he's scouring um, the old country for the best, uh, the best snacks and yes. uh, the, the most uh, magnificent views. Yeah. And it appears to be going well. He'll be back next week. Oh, oh, he returns your calls. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm just I'm tracking him on, you know, in some ways that he's not he's not aware of. Actually, <laughs> just put some uh, air tags on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he he seems like he's okay. The eagle is uh, safe in the nest, if you know what I'm saying. Anyways, uh, Brian. We're going to talk about uh, some things that happened over the weekend, but first we like to open with some overrated, some underrated to to let the folks get to know us a little bit better. Um, My overrated is something I've I've mentioned before, I think, but it's so the quote, you know, you know what the definition of insanity is, right? Brian, you know what the definition of insanity is, Doing the same shit over and over again and expecting different results. What the? Where did Who it came up with that? It's Einstein. so stupid. Einstein did, dude. According to everybody who quotes it, apparently no. on the internet. Yes, that's like when I googled this to be like, all right. So like, where did this come from? People were like, uh, I mean, we all oh think Einstein said it, but uh, we can't People actually really, find sourcing. Really do think he said that? Wow. There are it, a lot of there are a lot of images with that quote. Uh. Yeah, his face on it. Yes, um, which is perplexing because 
That is a pretty good description of the scientific method. <laughs> yeah. Doing the same thing over and over again and yeah. expecting different results, or at least like checking to see if there are different results, uh, is the scientific method. Um, In a nutshell, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess every scientist is fully insane. Fully insane. Um, or, you know, other things it's a pretty good description of is like practicing to get good at something it requires you to do the same thing over and over yeah, again when i was a musician i must have been insane you were uh, yeah truly to, to practice all those hours yeah i feel like when it's used it's usually like a glib way of addressing like it, we all do we all do like you know people get in patterns of behavior that we can't seem to get out of but i feel like it's not it's not because we're insane or dumb uh, it's because behavior is really hard to change yeah. consciously. Um, yeah. Perhaps. The brain is like this incredibly powerful machine that we aren't capable of understanding with our conscious mind. I feel like being a human is like being in one of those little hot air balloon baskets strapped to just like the most incredibly powerful rocket ship. And like we don't know how to operate it necessarily. That and so would explain just... why I'm constantly in a state of terror because um, <laughs> yeah. i don't fuck with the uh, hot air balloons yes um, um but yeah it's and i i feel like be dismissing things that are happening in our brain as like dumb or insane glibly is not a good strategy like it's a it's always interesting it's not just like we'll keep doing it and i think i think probably we're also seeing pe people come up against this like in more of a public way because we have the problem of you know th th there are certainly problems that keep happening because of you know uh just guns being everywhere or you know the climate changing and there's nothing that we can do about it but again it's not because we're insane or stupid it's because we are in a massive system that is more powerful than us and you know capitalism has taken a turn to no longer serving humans and we need to get out of that but it's not uh it's not our fault and it's not just like guys are stupid this is the definition of insanity yeah it's such a yeah it's one of those thought killing phrases that yes. that you can wheel out without thought to kill other thoughts that people might be having and uh yeah yeah it's the worst it's one of the worst yeah and anything i've seen like there's so many like it, the einstein brand is so strong with dumb people <laughs> people love ascribing quotes to him uh karl marx uh was a uh, abraham lincoln he's like in mark that club. twain he's in that club of like just the hottest quotables yes that he never actually this guy said. was just dropping bars his whole <laughs> life that's mainly what he was focused on was yeah. like witticisms but yeah just i would if you think you're like if you're about to quote einstein just take a beat double check um or just like don't do it because what you're about to say probably originated with like a morning zoo radio dj or a motivational speaker like that's who comes up with these quotes that everybody likes quoting what's uh what's something you think is overrated something i think is overrated i'm just gonna go off the cuff here looking at the news page uh 
Dolby Atmos, Jack? Dolby Atmos? It's completely overrated. It doesn't work. Uh, it, I don't know what this is. Uh, well, it's a scam that, uh, that the, the Dolby uh, cartel <laughs> has come no. up with to sell, Dolby? You, to sell you uh, like 20 fucking speakers to put in your living room so you can do surround sound. And it, it, it's supposed to like bounce sound off of the walls and it's supposed to make you feel like you're just surrounded by like whatever you're watching. And it just it doesn't work. Mm. And it's very expensive. I've heard of surround sound. It's like the surround next... Surround sound's fine. Yeah, the next step in surround sound is basically... It's what the this next is. step in surround sound, and it's really, really... It's truly overrated, because it, it doesn't work. It, mm. Surround sound works better. Now, I, I, I know this is boring, but there are a lot of people out there spending way too much money on their little, uh, little speaker setups. Mm. You, need, you need like 10 speakers for Dolby, at most. Okay. Which I think is too many. I don't see what's I don't see what's wrong with two, two damn many speakers. Um, Atmos. I was like, oh, Atmos, right? It's um, got to be. It's got to mean something. Like and when you I, when you look it up, you'll always see like these. It'll always be an image of way too many speakers, little tiny speakers in a room with like ghost lines coming off of it to denote all the sound bouncing around everywhere. And that's just not how physics works. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think that's overrated. I do have like a sound bar that's supposed to have it, and it it just sounds like a sound bar. You know, it doesn't sound like I'm in Pandora, Jack. Damn it! With, that's what, that's what I was hoping people. for. Yeah. At most, I'd say that shit is tridash. Um, tridash. What uh? What's something you think is underrated? Something I think is underrated. Well, um, this weekend I built myself a new computer, a new rig. So I'm going to say um, just doing it yourself. Just damn, man. Ordering parts and just taking the time and just, it was, it was actually, I, I was initially stressed out about the prospect of, of uh, you know, building a new computer, but it was actually really fun and it saved me a shit ton of money. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. That seems that like you might as well be like, I built a car from scratch this weekend <laughs> for, for me that just, uh, I, uh, good. That's, that's great. Um, I will take that underrated and do absolutely nothing with it because I can't, <laughs> there's I can't nothing, there's it. nothing that you do do like, you know, uh, you're like, nah, I'm not going to pay somebody to do that. I'll do it myself. You know, oh, yeah, like yeah. that. No, I do have that. I ju it's just not building a computer. For it okay, more so you're broad. You're broad. Really lesson. just plugging smaller yeah. things into larger things, and then yeah. you just you screw everything down. Yeah. Okay. I uh, pressure washed my back deck, and that is one of See? the the great feelings. What was so satisfying to just watch that watch that dirt disappear. I love watching. Um, uh, videos like that on YouTube of like pressure washing or laser cleaning. Yeah. Anything where like something is just like super fucked up and then it's just like this methodical like inch by inch they're just exactly. taking everything away. It's so yeah. satisfying. Yeah. My underrated is uh, how unnatural the bodily action of jumping jacks is. I, w I had underrated that before this weekend 
And then I uh, watched my kids try to do jumping jacks in their Taekwondo class. And then I like tried to help them do jumping jacks and it is weird. <laughs> it's, it's just like, you know, they're trying to like fit three jumps in, in between like the leg spread and, um, they eventually got it, but yeah, whoever invented jumping jacks is pure evil. Like all that, like, I just remember do- when, when I was a kid doing it, my internal organs don't like being jostled like that at all. <laughs> and it is and very I, jostling. It takes about six jumping jacks for me to feel totally ill. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, yeah, you have loose organs. That's your, your organs wander just, around your body. They're just around in there. It is, it is the, that's one of those diseases that you see in old books where like old doctors are like, well, they had like a wandering, I, I think wandering uterus was one of the ways that they found to explain women trying to think for themselves away. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like. <laughs> but I do feel like it is a natural assumption. It's like, man, if I, if I like move around too much, like all the, all the shit inside me is going to like jostle around to get tangled up. Right. Well, I mean, you can feel it. Uh, it's yeah. like, you can, I don't know. There's all sorts of goop in there. And uh, I'd like I got to a bunch of wet is. bags inside my uh, <laughs> yeah. cage here in my like cent- central torso section. And like, I don't want to jostle them around too much if that's cool. I want um, everything to stay in the right orientation. So no yeah. jumping jacks for me. But just general, I feel like it's underrated how much better we get at operating our bodies as we age. Like, like our bodies get older and like worse for sure. Like my body's worse, like hurts more, uh, in the morning than it used to. Like, I know how to do stuff. Like there's like a lot of things that are like learning to ride a bike that you just like kind of pick up as you get older and spend more time as a physical being on the planet. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what do you, like in the bike example, like when did you learn to ride a bike? As I learned to ride a bike. Oh, no, no, no. Like when I was like <laughs> six. Okay. And then you like never forget it. But like how to use a hammer, how to like my, I've uh, started playing tennis again for the first time since I was like nine. And like I've gotten better at playing tennis, like just by not by playing tennis, but just like by being older and like knowing what to do with my body and like having a little bit better like hand eye coordination than I used to. Now I know what you mean because yeah, there's there's certain things I have an approach now that I didn't have when I was younger. Totally, basically anything that's like motor function. Like yeah, yeah, I definitely understand that now. I um I understand how my body likes to move. Yeah, Um, and (laughs) yeah, I just play to my strengths because yeah, I am (laughs) I am very prone to uh, certain types of like injury, like pulling my back. Or something like that. So I have to move in a very particular way. Yeah. Uh, so I don't injure myself. When I was a kid, I would just like get out there and just be like, ah! oh, yeah. <laughs> I know? would just like, like be jumping <laughs> off of stuff and like yeah. Yeah. going wild. And yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you play pickup basketball, there's this thing that like people talk about old man strength where you like run into an yeah. old man and it's like a brick wall and you're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> like I thought, I thought old people like got weaker and frailer with age. It's not that they get like stronger. They just like know how to do stuff with 
their body. It's like old man knowing how to move your body. It's funny you mentioned that because like when I was a kid, I used to like ditch school or like break into places like abandoned buildings and stuff and do a lot of hopping fences. Right. Mm, yeah. And, you know, you would just throw yourself at the fence and not that long ago, <laughs> you just be up and over and it's nothing. Not yeah. that long ago, like this year, I crashed my drone in like this cactus patch. <laughs> oh, no. In a cat in a literal cactus patch. And I had to hop a fence to go get it. And I stood there in front of that fence for a good seven minutes. Like, how the fuck am I going to do this without injuring myself or or, yeah. or stabbing myself in the junk when I get to the top? Yeah. Or like all those all those things you don't think about when you're a kid of like, I'm just going to go over this fence. I'm like, um, no, I'm going to plan this for like two hours before I even att- try yeah. to climb this fence. Maybe I was just a really uncoordinated little kid because I would I, I feel like I'd be better at that now than I was as a kid. I was just like, I, I don't know. I was uncoordinated. I'd never dove like headfirst into water until I was an adult. So I was just like an uncoordinated, careful little kid. Um, That was my first time in a pool. uh, I I dove in head first and I did not know that they had deep ends. Um, (laughs) You (laughs) just went right. I I had a, just a mild drowning, just mild. Yeah. All right. Well, those are uh, not, now you guys know us a little bit better. Brian is a tech whiz flies fucking drones all over the place. Um, builds his own computers sad solitary man just tinkering (laughs) pottering around at home um let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk news if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. 
I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And the the mugshot dropped after we recorded our last episode last week. Oh, we week. were so close. Like So close. We were talking about the other mugshots of, of his yeah, crew. There was plenty to talk about then. They they saved the best for last. They did. So it dropped. I'm sure everybody's seen it. He's scowling at the camera, which you had predicted. I thought he might do like a funny smile. Um yeah. because I feel like that is his strength, is that like people think he's funny. Um it, it was so, a toss-up, but yeah, yeah, it was either gonna be smiling or mean mugging. And he he's kinda hitting us with that, you know, a little little oh, bit the meanest of, the jack- of mean mugging. He's hitting us with a little bit of that Jack Nicholson, The Shining, looking through the eyebrows kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's um. So first voice I hear when seeing this image is actually Miles Gray saying, <laughs> "Oh, you're a tough guy, huh?" <laughs> because he really, here, huh? he really like seems like he is going for. I don't know. It, there, there's something that uh, embarrassing about it, and I'm trying to like view it. Not just as like somebody who uh, obviously is critical, but like just he he seems like he is like, all right, look tough. I don't know. And I, I guess part of it is also just knowing that he spent a ton of time thinking about what he was going to do with this image. And his decision was like, oh, my God, I'm going to look like really fucking mean, like tough. You know what I'm saying? Like one of those big generals with the big muscly arms. Yeah, I wonder I wonder what the conversation was like in uh like on his the, team. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Just just here in the room because like there is there is a lot of chatter in those places. I don't know if you've ever had your mugshot taken, Jack, but uh <laughs> I think I have actually. Yeah, um, there's, there's there's like a lot of chatter. I I remember I remember I had a mugshot taken and uh we were talking about Will Smith movies of all fucking things. Oh really? So just, <laughs> when they yeah. gave you your mugshot? When yeah, they were, we were taking just your talking mugshot? Talking about the decline of of Will Smith movies over over the uh, over the years, which yeah. I thought was really really weird. <laughs> but uh, that's yeah, funny. I'm like, what 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 was going on in the room? Probably not discussing Will Smith movies. He's got the red tie on, of course. Red tie, navy jacket, white shirt, American flag colors. What else would it have been? Right, Obviously. but there were bets taken. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming not. Nobody made a lot of money uh, taking the red tie, since that seems to be his favorite. Um, I mean, that's just what you wear if you're a republic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The other voice I hear is, uh, "What is this? A center for ants?" Uh, because that is the movie quote that super producer Anna Hosnier sent to our group chat um, when the picture dropped, and it feels spot on. He does. 
he looks like he's being like trying to be intensely like smoldering, but it does come off as a, li- a little Zoolandery, Zoolanderish. Yeah, because he's he's sort of altered the way that his uh, he holds his jaw. Usually, he's in a bit of a pout. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, he's it's just lips are just straight across. Yeah, squared like, up. Yeah. yeah. I I am like this is Maggie Haberman you have one job get me behind the scenes of how like what happened like how he must have practiced the hell out of this pose there are probably no less than 100 test photos taken before he went in to get the real one taken yeah um, he was probably a total diva when it came to preparation for this picture. You think he brought his own lighting? <laughs> oh, like <laughs> he brought like some ring lights and shit. I'm sure he at least inquired about it. Um, but if anyone can ever get their hands on like the different looks he was practicing in the various photos. Yeah, and he's like he's he seems less jowly. Maybe it's just because it's like a sort of top down angle. Well, this is the other big point that I want to make is he has been losing weight over the past couple of weeks. I think like some people have speculated it's Ozempic, which is like the thing that rich people are doing where they take a diabetes medication to lose weight. And like, it has some really bad side effects. Um, yeah, I, th- so I think I it's like hearing. off the market, but I'm sure he has like an entire like medical school of doctors who are willing to give him whatever the fuck he wants whenever he wants it. But yeah, he seems like he has deflated like three sizes in this picture. Yeah, his face definitely looks slimmer. He's got cheekbones bafflingly. Um, it's weird. Yeah, maybe he went on TB12, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's been working with Brady. Uh, I'm pretty shit. sure this is just Ozempic and... Like Ozempic, the way Ozempic works is like I I think it like makes you just eat less, which can't be great at a time when you have the stress of a presidential campaign and like fifty three lawsuits. We also the the other news is that his date for one of his trials is going to be like the day before Super Tuesday. Um, it's like March fourth, maybe. Um, hmm. so interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, if that date holds, it would come. So this is a quote about the date. Uh, if that date holds, it would come right in the middle of the Republican presidential nominating calendar and the day before Super Tuesday, a crucial voting day when the largest number of delegates are up for grabs. This is one of his federal indictments, not the not the Georgia one. Also, after the debate, his lead slipped a little bit, but it's so it's so massive like when you look at the numbers it's um so new emerson poll yeah. uh, <laughs> that is a wide delta there yeah um, he went from having 62 percent of the field in april 2023 to uh 50 uh after the debate and he had 56 like before the debate so they're saying it like dropped six percentage points and this is the lowest support to date yeah, this For is the him, lowest support, and it's still he 50%. still has a majority out what of like the actual fuck. Yeah, out of like eight candidates, he still has the majority of votes. 
Now, does this speak to his charm or does it speak to how lame everybody else is? Oh, definitely how lame everybody else is. But I think also charm. Because I'm like, like a, it's just, it's, he does, I, look, I hate to admit it, but he does have a little bit of zazz. Oh, for sure. He does have a little bit of zazz that uh, speaks to certain people. It's just like, it's just wild to me that you can have eight whole ass other people and they, they got nothing to show. They got, they're bringing nothing to the table. Yeah. Um, and they're all too shook to like oppose him directly. Yeah. They're too scared of him. Um, DeSantis is the sec in second place at 12 points. Jesus. Like back in January, he Wait, was at 29% and now he's at 12. And nobody likes him. No. Yeah. <laughs> and he's it's still in second place. This is so wild. Yeah. The biggest uh, kind of increase in support among Republican candidates um, was Governor Nikki Haley went from 2% to 7%. Um, so it's just, it's really uh, Vivek, who everybody said won the debate, actually went from 10% to 9% after the debate. So, whoops. Yeah. I don't know. Guess you should have left out the uh, the second verse to lose yourself. <laughs> that's right. So I don't know. Uh, it's it's crazy time. This is going to continue to be. We are just moving forward with him being indicted, him, you know, having court dates and everything that goes along with that. Uh, mug shots, and then he's also running for president, and he's almost definitely going to win the. I'm I'm, ex Republican I'm genuinely party. excited, Jack, because I've I, man, if you had told me, <laughs> uh, you know, years ago that this is where we would be, yeah, um, I wouldn't have believed. I wouldn't have believed myself. Um, it's very strange. It's very. This uh, country is sick. It's fully. Uh, it's fully sick. Yeah. The other thing that I think a lot of people were waiting on was his actual weight being revealed. Um, but he, yeah. like, they just took his word for what his weight was, I guess. Honestly, like, that, I think that is just what happens because it's like, it's not like when you go to the doctor's office and they have like the little scale and the little like the little uh, ruler that they put on top of your head. See how tall you are. Like they don't do that in jail. It's more of a think. DMV situation where they just take your word for it. Yeah. It's like they stand you like I think for height. They just have like the, the little tape on the wall where it's got the markers for height. Right, and then, right. yeah, they just sort of like they take your word for it. They eyeball you for for uh, for weight. Well, whoever was doing the eyeballing was being very generous because uh, Trump came in at 6'3 and 215 pounds, which is like what Muhammad Ali weighed in his prime. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not buying that. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think he definitely dropped some weight. I, I would have probably taken the under um, like what having seen him lose so much weight in the run up to the mugshot, which I, I also feel like that has to have been like, he wanted to get in there for the mugshot because he thought he looked kind of good, you know? Yeah. Like, plus, he's like, it's like, you know, dropping he, weight. I'm looking, the, I'm young. I'm pretty. I hit hard. Plus he's got merch to sell Jack. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of mugshot merch. You think on, he's going to let everybody else make money off of this and he's not yeah. going to make any. Yeah. 
So you can you go to his website. The featured products are uh, the mugshot in color on a white T-shirt uh, and the words "Never Surrender" written in uh, I don't know what font that is uh, uh, exclamation point underneath a picture of him surrendering. My fucking brain. My brain hurts. Yeah. My brain hurts so much. The never surrender. Yeah. Like they do what? have a beer koozie uh, to answer your question. Oh, hey. All right. But it will reject. It will, it will uh, self-destruct if you put a Bud Light in there. They wow. can't have they, that. Did they make the font on that Make America Great Again hat like even bigger? Yeah, the Make America Great Again uh, newest edition is massive. But the whole the whole it site, looks like the hat is bigger too. Like it's like a giant, like an oversized hat. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a giant Never novelty surrender. hat. Surrender, holy shit! You just ne- surrender, yeah. sir. That's what they've gone with for their tagline for the uh, for the mugshot is "Never surrender." They've got on t shirts. Uh, they've got a signed poster. Never Surrender signed poster is amazing. Um, you can get him to autograph his own mugshot. Um, but the the Photoshop work on his store is really like because they also have the Never Surrender mug. Um, but like it, they don't do the curve. Like I feel like that's very basic. That like the the image kind of curves around the cup, but it just is a like a photograph of a mug with just a flat picture of the mugshot on it Um, yeah there's there's no there's none of that distortion that i didn't even notice that so these are not these are not made yet no (laughs) these are just mock-ups yeah yeah that makes that makes sense yeah they have the uh the bumper sticker which presumably would go on a the back of a car with a bunch of fake einstein quotes that's definitely a Photoshop job there. The um, the bumper sticker is the worst. Like, like they just took a photo. Like whoever is doing this learned Photoshop in like 1992 and hasn't updated anything. Um, <laughs> it's really bad. Um, Holy shit. Anyways, let's take let's take one more break and we'll come back and check in with uh, some of the other things that happened this weekend. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, 
a military-trained seduction spy, reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And I guess we should talk about Vivek, uh, who is still in, as according to this poll, which polls are full of shit, but, um, you know, still in third behind DeSantis and Trump, but not strongly in third and in fact like mike pence got a bump in support um but nikki haley is also that haley pence both around seven percent all of this is like such minuscule numbers i don't think any of it matters but um so vivek because he was like kind of the loud voice at the debate got to go on a bunch of the sunday shows and just, you know, further expose himself as like a rich kid, huckster, spouting MAGA extremist views in order to bolster his own career. Like, it seems like a pretty straightforward playbook he's working from. But networks, they're, uh, you know, they're susceptible to this shit. They did it with Trump and they're doing it again. Brian, do you know what the definition of insanity is? Uh, uh, because be, these don't networks about, certainly don't. Don't forget about Dr. Oz. Yeah. Like, it, Vivek has has Dr. Oz vibes for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he's just a brown Dr. Oz. Yeah. You know, not really a doctor. <laughs> right. Yeah, but he's like a scientist because he made hundreds of millions of dollars off of scientists. Um, so basically, <laughs> that's that's how that works. That makes you a scientist, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exploiting scientists makes you a scientist. Yeah. But, so, I don't know. He can't... He, was on NBC and CNN's Sunday shows, uh, CNN with Dana Bash and then Chuck Todd. Um, on CNN, he suggested that white supremacists are so rare in America that they're basically unicorns. Chuck Todd obviously pointed out that there was literally a white supremacist who murdered, went into a grocery store and murdered three people because they were black targeted them because they were black uh did it with a swastika covered assault rifle uh in jacksonville uh over over the weekend and of course uh, with that 
particular story, Ramaswamy was like, no, we shouldn't politicize this thing here. Mm. Um, mm. After politicizing like everything else that came up. Uh, he also said that if he were in Mike Pence's position on January 6th, he wouldn't have certified the 2020 election. He would have overturned the election, which is pretty crazy. Hmm. He definitely seems like a dangerous person. Uh, you know, it, were he to get in power, it feels like he has some uh, fascist tendencies. Some, yeah. He's, he's fashy. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit fashy. And uh, he's... Uh... He's also, he just seems like a worm, like just this spineless piece of shit who yeah. will say anything he needs to. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, uh, there was this uh, AI sports article that uh, was, people were passing around over the past week that I just, I, I continue to be very impressed by um, the, the writing prowess of AI and yeah. genuinely worried for uh, the writers out there, you know, that they're going to be replaced. Um, you know, after I saw that headline, um, a couple weeks ago, uh, that paired a picture of Vince Vaughn with the headline, it's no big secret why nobody will hire Van Vaught anymore. <laughs> um, you know, I was like, well, they're working on some next level shit. Vaught. That's the yeah. first thing. Can't like, find his ass. Name. Yeah. But we have a, we have this sports article that people were passing around that it just provides the least possible information in the most words. It really feels like, yeah. again, I just, we, I keep coming back to like C minus like C student energy. Like the, it seems <laughs> like it's trying to stretch the word count like a C student, you know? Yeah. I mean, just this headline, I like when I first saw this in the doc, I was, I was like, what the fuck is this word salad? Yes. Westerville North escapes Westerville Central in thin win in Ohio school football action. Yeah. Just rolls thin right win. off the tongue. You know, people talk about a narrow margin in sports. I've like, never heard someone say thin win. In a thin in thin win is is new. But like I get I can see how they got there, right? Like they're it's it's always like, oh okay, I see, I see what you're doing. Um, also, the game is not particularly close. Like a, a thin win would suggest that the game is close. Um, oh, I'm yeah. just gonna just gonna read it to you. The Westerville <laughs> North Warriors defeated the Westerville Central Warhawks. Um, also, uh, Westerville, chill the fuck out with your yeah. Names. With, what's with the war mongering? <laughs> um, uh, they defeated them 21-12 in an Ohio high school football game on Friday. Westerville North edged Westerville Central 21-12 in a close encounter of the athletic kind at Westerville North High on August 18th in Ohio football <laughs> action. Hey, man, they shot their shot. Yo, you know? those <laughs> they first shot two sentences their shot. are wild. Uh, um, like, uh, this close never, encounter this never of the athletic the kind is so funny. A human never vetted this. That right. is insane. Yeah, so they it's just two attempts at an opening sentence are the yeah. first two sentences of this sports article. Close encounter of the athletic kind. So it it really is. It's like I understand how people see like start to ascribe personalities to this because it's really you reading this you immediately like I, I don't 
particularly like find myself drawn to criticizing writing or like being like, but I, but anytime I'm reading AI writing, I, I do feel like I am a seventh grade English teacher, you know, just like reading yeah. a kid, like just stabbing all over the place, doing their best to try and write something that yeah, sounds writerly something together. Yeah. Yeah. Westerville North opened with a 7-0 advantage over Westerville Central through the first quarter. The Warhawks trimmed the margin to make it 7-6 at halftime. Westerville North jumped to a 21-6 lead heading into the final quarter. The Warriors chalked up this decision in spite of the Warhawks' spirited fourth quarter performance. Um, oh, wait, are you okay. done reading that? Because I fell completely asleep. Holy <laughs> shit. That... That is the longest short article I, I've ever heard someone read Just out loud. stretch that word count. Stretch that shit. It is a dispassionate reciting of just the events that happen. There is no... And even like not... not re- you, Yeah, not you just really. have no sense of anything that happened. Like trimmed the margin to make it 7-6. It's like... This is a story about numbers that like changed. <laughs> it You're has nothing to do with football. That change. That's all yes. they're doing. But yeah, I don't know. It, it does say specifically you're reading a news brief powered by ScoreStream, the world leader in fan-driven sports results and conversation. Uh, so it is an AI tool that they, they ended up taking the article down and uh, seem to be reconsidering their so decision. Wait, that's, that's their way of telling you that this is an AI article is by saying you're reading a news brief powered by ScoreStream. Yes. The world leader in fan-driven sports results in conversation. I think wow. it's pretty clear, Brian. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm just stupid uh, <laughs> because, yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, I, I can read between the lines, but like, why can't you just say that we're just, we're trying out some bullshit for a while? And yeah. <laughs> And hopefully we didn't fire all our beat writers because this is a mess. Um, but no, they just fired all the good ones who would complain about stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. They they kept that one guy who who just doesn't give a single solitary fuck about anything. Yeah. Who's <laughs> just like really excited for all the different ways that AI is going to impact yeah. the future of journalism. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of all the exciting ways AI is going to impact things, uh, the AMPTP, uh, the studios, the studio side of the uh, Hollywood writer strike, uh, hired a crisis PR team. Um, they are the Washington, D.C.-based uh, crisis PR firm that was responsible for assisting um, the uh, people during the uh, Pizzagate. They like came through mm-hmm. and yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The Levinson group previously worked with Comet Ping Pong post Pizzagate. Um, and this is in addition to the studio's two other existing uh, media consultants. So and they seem like they're already getting results because not long after that news was reported, the New York Times published a cushy article profiling their lead negotiator, Carol Lombardini. And yeah, the article is just like talks about how she's a got working class roots. She's a baseball fan. Her job is incredibly difficult to like work with so many different companies that want to crush their worker spirits. She's got a lot of, (laughs) a lot of different things to balance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this like anecdote that she hangs out at chain restaurants, such as cheesecake factory. 
and has been mocked by screenwriters as a result. Um, which I don't, I don't know that that's true, but if it is like writers lay the fuck off, come on. We're- um, I think, you know what? I'm changing, I'm changing my, uh, my overrated. It's overrated to make fun of people for going to the cheesecake factory. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one does that anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I th- I think they just like selected a single like social media post and are trying to like make this person into a working class hero despite the fact that her salary is 1.2 million dollars. So Ooh. she's doing all right. A lot of cheesecake factory. She's hey, she's scraping by, Jack. She's doing the best she can. Yeah. But just anecdotally, like I am seeing more people tweet things like, okay, the people who wrote Rise of Skywalker want more money. Like people, you know, pointing out bad movies and being like, the people who wrote this are the ones who want more money for what they do. They should get less money. Um, Because movie's bad. Yeah, because I didn't like this one movie. So I don't know. Hopefully, like it it does seem like there is a concerted attempt to try and start getting a pro studio message out there, but it fe- it always feels kind of misguided and half-assed and like it doesn't fully understand the the current climate and yeah, and how people actually learn about stuff with anything that people actually like give a fuck about right but i mean she only made 1.2 million dollars and then had a bonus of $365,000 so um like i if, if you were giving her a bonus like uh that that was more than 30% you're off. She's just makes a normal amount of money. She had to do to get a thirty percent bonus. Mm. Wonder how many lives she had to ruin. Yeah, and then uh, finally we we bid a fond farewell to Bob Barker, uh, who passed away at the age of ninety nine this weekend. Ah, uh, damn, he's he almost made it. I know the two tweets that I feel like perfectly summed everything up. Uh, Louis Vertel tweeted, I cannot believe Bob Barker lived as close to 100 as possible without going over. <laughs> um, and then Sirius Black at N-I-C-S-U-P-R tweeted in honor of Bob Barker. And then it's a photo collage of chicken noodle soup, a sleeve of saltines and ginger ale, which, yes, that is. That, that actually is, sounds amazing right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't feel good, by the way. Yeah, I'm feeling a little <laughs> shitty, and I could really go for a chicken noodle soup, saltines, yeah. and a ginger ale. Yeah. Price is Right is a higher level. Like, as far as I'm concerned, anytime I've had to watch TV during the day, and it's almost always because I'm sick, <laughs> like, Price is Right is so far superior to anything else that's on. It's just yeah, I used so to good. watch Price is Right uh, a lot when I was a kid. I uh, I always loved his little skinny microphone. Um, yeah. And that, in fact, stuck with me to adulthood because I, I own a skinny microphone in his honor. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's one of the best to ever do it. He's uh, is your skinny microphone like orange or no. like avocado colored? I feel like the. Um, no, it's just like a similar style, but it yeah, was like yeah. I had him in mind when I saw. I was like, I want that skinny micro. I want the Bob Barker microphone. Um, people are also like creating a death feud between him and Betty White, who passed also passed away at I think ninety nine, because. <laughs> uh, so he was famously an animal rights activist. Like 
you might remember that he ended up every episode telling you to spay or neuter your pets. I don't remember. Yeah, he was real. It was it was like a weird thing that he always dropped in at the very end. He also like was really concerned with the living conditions of elephants in zoos. And he's actually the reason that there aren't elephants in the zoo in Toronto anymore. And he lobbied really hard to get rid of them in uh, Los Angeles also. But like the, there was a, there's an elephant in the Toronto zoo that he personally paid $1 million to have moved to an elephant sanctuary, which that's pretty wild. Very nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm vehemently sort of against um, zoos in general. So yeah, that's always nice to hear. Yeah. This, this one's so back in 2009, he clashed with Betty white over the fate of Billy an elephant at the LA zoo. Barker wanted him relocated to a sanctuary, but Betty White was a, quote, staunch ally of zoos. What the fuck? Betty White? What you mean? You're a Betty staunch ally White. of zoos. No. That's um, such a bad position. Uh, Betty, you know they used to put black people in zoos, right? <laughs> right. Just saying. I'm sure there are a lot of really nice, like, animal-loving people who work at zoos. I could see how it would, but just overall, to be like, fuck that. I like zoos and I like being able to go to see the elephants there. But by the way, Billy is still living in the LA zoo. Billy. Um, oh yeah. man. Shout out to Poor Billy. Billy. Poor Billy. And it's still like a point of contention when uh, we went to a children's birthday party at the zoo and there were protesters there shouting at people when they left uh, for having like looked at Billy and not freed him basically. <laughs> He imagines Made me feel bad. His, his people freeing an elephant getting <laughs> just completely fucking trampled. Trampled. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't don't try and free an elephant yourself. Just just lobby for it, guys. Yeah. But in terms of any p- personal animosity between Betty White and Bob Barker, most of the reporting on the feud came from the National Enquirer. So who oh. even knows if any of that shit's true? But truly RIP to a real king and But Bat Boy is real, right? Bad Boy is definitely real. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Bad Boy is cool. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for today. Brian, thank you so much for, for joining, filling in for uh, Miles. My pleasure. You aren't on social media, so I, I won't even ask people. I am not on social media, so don't even ask. So don't even get don't me started. Don't even go there. Uh, yeah Brian's famous catchphrase don't (laughs) even go there Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien that is going to do it for us this Monday morning we are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show until then be kind to each other be kind to yourselves get the vaccine don't do nothing about white supremacy and we will talk to y'all tomorrow bye bye More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.